0: Welcome everyone. This is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney the Southside Bum. We are back after a couple week hiatus. We were hoping to have some good news on the socks. We did not, but we are starting off the podcast today. We're going a little different. Usually we save our what a bums and mvbs for the end of the show but tonight we are starting off with our mvbs and that is the chicago sky 4 locking down the yeah. the franchise's first ever <laughs> wnba championship and, th- and they have become our second consensus all bum mvb they're not even MVBs, they're not even bums they're just mvbs mvps
1: today because yeah they they did it they deserve it they are the they're the lone bright spot in Chicago sports right now. And I should say, you know, obviously, like the Bulls, there's a lot of promise with the Bulls in the preseason, but that's that's a lot of hearsay. Right now, they are the only champions in the city. That's so right. kudos to them. Kudos to everyone involved. Um, yeah, it was awesome, dude. I, I actually got into it. My sisters really got into it. They were at the game on Friday night. And my sister Sandra has been following them pretty closely, like throughout this playoff run and stuff like that. So, it's been cool to see, and it seems like it's been cool for like the whole city to get behind them. Because like, when do we ever get to talk, you know, WNBA basketball? Right.
0: And show of hands, who who had the Sky winning the first championship in twenty twenty one? Like when they said who's gonna they had all those polls, who's gonna win the next championship? The Sox, the Bears, the Hawks, the Bulls, none of them it it was it was the sky and you know Kudos to them like they they came into the playoffs as a 6 seed. Now look, I'll be the first one to admit I don't I don't watch women's basketball, but I did follow their playoff and I did watch um their some of their games on, when they were in the, in the finals, but a 6 seed winning it all. I don't know if I've ever seen a 6 seed winning it all, but um I think just the the best part feel good story is just Candace Parker coming, coming home first season, take go joins the franchise. That's in complete disarray and turns it around and they, they win a championship in her first year. So, I mean, you, you can't not not love that story of Candace Parker
1: returning home and winning a championship in her first year. Yeah, man. It's almost like, uh, you know, obviously like the, she's been, chicago it was like the d rose situation you know like she's been the like the daughter of chicago for so long and i know what she went to school in naperville and stuff like that but for all intents and purposes she's a Chicagoan, and uh yeah it's been cool like the sky they were what like 500 in in the regular season i think they were 16 and 16 but it's it's one of these stories and we see it every playoff whether, whether regardless of sport like there's a team that gets hot at the wrong right time, and they come together, and and that was the sky, you know, Candace Parker coming back, and, and they got a couple of people. I, I wrote them down, obviously, Candace Parker, Ally Quigley, Courtney Vandersloot, and Kalia Cooper, the MVP. Um, it was just a good feel-good story, and we don't get many of those. Yep. We don't get we, many feel We needed it.
0: We, we needed definitely it because,
1: needed it because because dude, we got, I got been, a smile on my face sh- right now.
0: It's been a shit couple weeks here because. We got, we got a lot of bad to talk about. We got the Bears that was bad. I mean, not as bad as normally bad against the Packers, but still bad. We have the White Sox offense which and pitching, bad. We have the Hawks defense and goalie situation, bad. Let's just hope that the Bulls are, are not as bad, but it's good to finally have something to cheer about in Chicago this month because it has been... I mean yes the the bears won two games in a row but let's be honest you know they they didn't look you know lights out shut down offense you know fuck your offense um but yes so we'll, we 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 wanted to start off with this with the sky here obviously we got a lot to talk about we haven't been on for two weeks we got a jam packed show today we're not going to try to go go a good solid 90 minutes even though we probably could um, but we want to start off with the feel good story that in this, the Chicago Sky is our second ever consensus MVBs for, I guess, yeah, all time because we have a second time. Sorry, I didn't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. Yes. It was good. Yes. So that's what we will. We will what a bum some people later um, because I know we got we have a lot of bums to, to cover here. Um, but yeah, let's let's start. Obviously, with the first bad of the day, which was the Chicago Bears. Now, I guess Aaron Rodgers is still our daddy. He owns us. He We are legal property of him, according to the Twitterverse and in the interwebs right now. Um, I will say this. For a Bears-Packers game the first ever matchup between Justin Fields and Aaron Rodgers, it went a lot better than I hoped. Um, defense looked you know, better against the Packers, but I, in Justin Fields, it's, it's basically a tale of, of two quarters, basically the, a great first quarter and then some bright spots in the fourth quarter. And then somewhere in between Matt Nagy just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And then just doesn't know how to adjust in game. And it's, it just, it was just a shit sandwich between two pretty decent quarters. And I want to know what you guys thought of that as well.
1: Well, you tweeted it out early in the game that the bears look prepared and competent when they have their first 20 plays like scripted exactly. and they and have, goes to, and it goes you know, to horseshit. and then you just can't adjust on the fly. And that's a product of a lot of things. It's a product of having a rookie quarterback and a patchwork offensive line, but it all leads back to Matt Nagy. It, it leads, it leads to Matt Nagy supposedly being this offensive guru and i know he's not calling plays anymore but it's his offense and in year four of matt nagy's offense through six games this season the bears are averaging 16.3 points per game only the texans and the jets are worse and that's your offensive genius um the high i know i, I looked it up right before pre-show we scored 24 points against i believe the lions and then like ever since then i mean it's 16 points a game at best today we scored 14 you're not going to beat the packers scoring 14 points and this defense once once again it's i mean we're going to sound like a broken record this defense played their ass off and eventually gave us a chance yeah they gave us a chance to win but Mm -hmm. you can't beat aaron Rodgers scoring 14 points johnny
2: um yeah i mean it's the same i mean they, they were pointed out on twitter i mean it just um it started off good and I mean, usually sometimes that's how, how bears game bears packers it either starts all good or the packers are already just killing us like in, in the first quarter and it's already over but it's always the same old same old it's the same old broken record we're always going through the same thing i mean what's his record now like 22 and 5 versus us yep. all time something yeah. like that so 20
0: 21 and 5 and it for was peop- it was it's twenty two now.
2: Yeah. So and 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 for the and for him, this whole thing with um, I, I know we'll probably get into this a little bit. Uh, but for him, you know, uh, the mic's picking up what he said that you know I fucking all you know own you guys all my life, and I, he's got a right to say it, man. I mean, this guy comes in into Soldier Field every single time, let alone this whole series, and just kills it. I mean, he's he's like. You know what Michael Jordan used to do against the Knicks or the Pacers, or Brady used to do against you know the Colts everyone. or whatever. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, in general, Um he has the right to see it because he backs his, backs it up. You know, I mean, if 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 you're if you're going to continue beating somebody, I mean, and you know, Bears fans are going to be like, you know, you know. I know you have those, you know, meathead, you know, Bears fans. Every sports fan has those meathead uh, sports fans, and they're going to say, you know, hey, I hate. You got to respect them, man. I mean, this guy does it in every single year, and he's, what, 37, 38 years old and still continue performing at an elite level in the NFL. I mean, obviously, look at what Brady's doing at his age. So, Um, I mean, yeah, it's the same, same, it just doesn't seem like it's – you know, until he retires or leaves the division um, Packers are going to be owning the bears. Um, and just a couple things about fields is that, you know, he, you know, he's still gonna, he's, he's gonna make mistakes. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's young. I mean, there's some things that, you know, it's kind of like football one-on-one some of the stuff that he was doing that it was a little bit questionable that, you know, I don't think you, you have to be a, an, you know, elite quarterback or anything like that to know this stuff, but um, some of the refs didn't help out as well too. There was a lot of confusion, a lot of things yeah. as well too. But yeah, it's like I said. I mean, was anybody surprised that you know this came the way it did? Probably not.
1: No, I don't think I was surprised. I mean, we all knew the outcome was going to be the outcome. You know, you you had mentioned it. Um, I was going to ask you guys because I didn't care. My wife asked me, "Were you mad when Rogers did that?" And I said, "No." Like, I honestly didn't care. But I know, like you said, meathead fans on Twitter and I know I had a couple family members that were all pissed off and stuff like that. But at that point you, you put the blame on the ownership and, and you put the blame on like, obviously Aaron Rodgers is our daddy for, um, most of his career, all of his career. Um, but yeah, the bears right now should be pissed off at what he said, but it's the truth, you know, like I didn't care. Like, he has all the right to talk all the shit he wants because he could back it up. And Mm -hmm. it's not like this fucking Mario Edwards jr. Two games in a row. Oh, fucking leave him. He should have been kicked to the fucking curb talking shit and trash talking and taunting. He gets those penalties that killed us. He's a bum. Same thing with Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackson, plays football for a living and refuses to tackle people. So it like, it helps us not one bit what he's doing on the field, both Eddie Jackson right. and Mario Edwards jr. But other than that, man, like it's, it, it's, we're a broken record. It's the Packers, the Packers. Like we, I expected this to go the way it did. Um, I tweeted it out, like for everyone getting mad at like um Justin Fields, like we asked for it. We all asked for Justin Fields to start. Now we got to live with the growing pains. You know, there was a couple of times where he really shouldn't have taken some sacks, just throw the ball away. But that shit's going to come with experience, you know, like he knows he's athletic as hell, but not, you can't outrun everyone. And that's something he's going to learn. The one thing I did like was, um, Greg Olson being in the booth. He really laid into, um, Bill Lazer and Matt Nagy at the end of the game, talking about how they aren't really helping, um, Justin Fields with some of the routes that like these, these guys are running and the protection of, about the offense and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's just a lot of blame to go around. So it's going to be interesting. We're three and three, the bears are three and three. I, if we would have start the season and I would have told you guys, bears were three and three after six games. I think we all would have taken it, but I've said it. And I, I think I, I tweeted it out. They might be the worst three and three team out there. Like I just don't have any faith in them, even if they're 500. Yeah. So let's,
0: let's talk about some of the good that we did see in that game. Um, one Khalil Herbert, that kid fucking looks like a real deal running back in the NFL. We saw in preseason that he had that explosiveness and explosiveness and that, yes, he was playing a lot against a lot of the second and third string guys, but in the two games that he's been showcased since Dave Montgomery went down, he's been so far pretty good. Um, especially against the Raiders defense too. That is, that's pretty solid Packers run defense. Eh, okay. You know, he exploited them. Um, what I, what I definitely liked is, yeah, you, you said it, Peter, like, you know, he, he needs to learn how to get the football way, but when he saw that hole in the line and he took off, we saw that he can make plays with his feet when they, when the line was, and I want to say the line was classic, but when they had those they drew up the plays for him to do bootlegs and then throw it downfield. That was awesome. Like you could see that his deep ball is, is very accurate, which we haven't had in Chicago for very long time. Um, But it's, I, I I think that, you know, those those bombs to Mooney and a couple like deep passes to Robinson, very, very good. The line needs to protect him more. I mean, a lot of these plays they are running guys and they haven't even broken their routes yet. And the, they're already he's already scrambling or getting sacked oh we said it before too many tight ends were taken in the draft not enough fat guys and now we're paying the price for it um so it's it's good it's it's gonna be bad but i think we definitely need to get this robinson involved in this offense more i don't know if it's just the rapport between him and mooney or or what's going on with a rob but it's he hasn't I think what he, the most he's had in the game is 50, 60 yards so far this season. Um, It's, it's, it's not a good start for him. And you can't say that it's, that it's Justin Fields because he's, he's making some deep plays to Mooney as well. And we all know that Mooney's got the elite speed, but when you're that, when you're that possession receiver, when you're the number one and you're not getting utilized as much in, in the passing game, it's, it's cause for concern. And I don't know if that's, if teams are just scheming against Robinson this time and, or what's really going on, but uh it, it needs to get fixed. Um but good to see Akeem Hicks back today. The the defense definitely looked better. Robert Quinn God damn it Robert Quinn. If you ever um Paco's tacos on Robert Quinn because I, I'm I'm sorry for trash talking you all off season. That guy fucking nutted up big time this season and he showed up today big time and it's great to see what this defense can do when you have Quinn and Mac on the outside and Akeem Hicks just you know handling his business up the middle it's offensive line is is great it's just you're you're gonna eventually get gassed if you with the, the defenses if the offense isn't giving you good time possession you're just Aaron Rodgers is gonna is gonna pick you apart no matter how good you're looking but for the for the first quarter and for I think most of the first half in general, that defense just fucking fucked.
1: Yeah, no defense looks awesome. I mean, like you said, I I had a tweet out there that like, I I'm ready to take back all the bad things I said about Robert Quinn, because everything he wasn't last year, he has been this year. I mean, this guy is balling out. I mean, he's putting in maximum effort and it shows now that Quinn is doing what he's doing, it makes things easier for Khalil Mack. So yep. I know the the defensive front of the Bears looks solid. I still think the secondary, I mean, I, I complain about Addie Jackson a bunch. I I like Jalen Johnson. He had a really bad game today. He was exposed today, but most of the secondary but did. That's, that, but so I mean, also, this, he's also playing covering Devontae Adams too. Yes, I know. I agree with that. He's probably the best receiver in the league right now. So it was gonna be a hard day, but he did not look good today. So there's there's give and take, but yeah, like you said, Jason, um, the defense there should be kudos to go around because they they play their ass off. Yeah. Um. Okay. So next week, obviously, we got the Bucks.
0: I don't know if how that's gonna go down. Tom Brady's probably gonna pick apart this defense again. I think maybe you could win a game against the 49ers. You know, you yeah, are home. Yeah, they don't look good. As- yes. Yeah. Yeah. You may. You maybe you get Trey Lance in that game. Maybe you get a little injured Garoppolo, um, or I should say God awful hoe. Um, and then you got, <laughs> then you got the Steelers and Steelers haven't looked pretty good so far. So maybe you can take two out of three against it, that, but it, it's yeah, all going to depend on
1: progression with fields. Win- and
0: if Nagy can actually
1: fucking put a scheme together and not for more than 12 to 15 plays. There's two very winnable games. The Steelers don't look um, all that scary right now. Um, I don't know what they're doing tonight, but um, they're winning 17 to seven. They just haven't looked like the Steelers of old Ben looks like old and slow. And I think this defense could really do work on that Steelers offense. Um, So that's winnable. 49ers, like you said, is at home and we don't know what their quarterback situation is. They haven't looked as and they're banged up again. They, I feel like the 49ers are just banged up every year. Um, yep. So they don't look as good as I thought they were going to be. I mean, yeah, but this Bucks, this upcoming Bucs games, I saw it. Uh, the Buccaneers open as a 12 and a half point favorite over the Bears. That's the, um, the last time where the Bears were that big of an underdog opening was the 2017 season. So, I mean, they're almost a two touchdown score underdog uh, for next week game. So I have no... I really don't have any expectations for next week, but hopefully they cover I mean, that's, that's basically what I'm cheering for. All right. Last question before we wrap up the bears here. Um, We
0: mentioned the bucks. If if somehow the bears look bad against the Niners and Steelers as
1: well, does Matt Nagy survive this, this month? I don't know, man. It's for some reason I hear mixed reports. I I know like uh, our cousin, Javi is big football fan as well. And he just keeps saying how him and Pace and everybody in the front offense are in cahoots together. And they really love Matt Nagy and they love his attitude and what he brings to the table and that he's made two playoffs, uh, two out of the last three years. So realistically, Johnny, you mentioned it earlier. They just don't fire people in between seasons, like in, in the season. So as much as I want to say fire Nagy, I'm ready to put the freaking bumper sticker on my truck and stuff, fire Nagy, print the shirts and stuff like that. If they do do it, I just don't see it happening in season. You think? I yeah, agree. So? You- I
2: mean, as long as you have the McCaskies running the show, you're you're never going to see a coach getting fired. They just they're just a little too goody two shoes to do something like that. You know, I know, I know there's a lot of other uh, owners that would just do it right off the bat, but um, yeah, I just I just can't see that happening either. Do I see I, him? Do I see him? I will say I did tweet ball- it out. Yeah, do I see them letting him go at the end of the season? I wouldn't be surprised.
0: I,
1: th- I, think, I did say I it, think at this point, they're yeah, writing Aaron the Rodgers is the owner. Of, yeah, Yeah. if Aaron Rodgers yeah. is the owner of the Bears, Aaron Rodgers is a much better owner than the McCatskys. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that is 100% accurate, my friend. All
0: right, on to on to bad number two. Um, White Sox got pretty much manhandled in the playoffs, um, lost. In four games, man, and the one game that they won, I wasn't able to go to, unfortunately. But uh, pitch—it just—it—it's—it's it's just a tale that the pitching didn't do what it needed to, and the one thing that we were afraid of happening in the postseason happened, and that was Larusa got outmanaged by Dusty Baker, which is fucking embarrassing. Because that that, uh, that second game of the ALDS was a fucking joke when the Sox had the lead and Kopech wasn't in there. But he was available in the right situation. It, and in some def- and in the defensive substitutions, putting in Garcia instead of Angle when you needed defense in that game, is mind-boggling. But offense didn't do enough to, sh- to, to win the game. Pitching didn't show up, and it's just a recipe for disaster.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to blame Tony La Russa on every single thing. Um I, I, I mean, obviously he did he 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 has he made questionable decisions. I do agree with you on that. But when you don't you know, your players gotta show up as well too. I said it from the beginning of the season. I thought the bullpen was gonna be the MVP of the you know, of this whole season and in times when it was and when we got Krimble and, and all that and you know crochet you know when he was hitting 100 he it, it seemed like he's unstoppable and you know these guys didn't show up obviously yes questionable why didn't you put kopech in game two on there but you still have other players you know it's just not kopech that you know is going to be your bullpen you got these other guys that need to step up as well too um eloy wasn't you know showing up and Mancada wasn't there you know obviously robert the, 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 pretty much the top of the order it was robert um, Abreu, Anderson, TA. Anderson, and uh, Grandel, they all had uh, a good playoff run for sure. Uh, T- Ryan Tapero, uh, you got every signing awesome. back, man. I know we're yeah. going to talk more about yeah. this a little bit, but he had a great pl- playoff run as well. too And Hendricks, the times that he was in there, he did well. Kimbrell, it was not as advertising. We got rid of Mandragore because of that. And obviously, that kind of like you know, suck, he's probably be gone. It seems like the, the rumors are going around that they're going to sign him and trade him. Um, and it just makes that I know I understand the whole magical thing but you know it is what it is I mean we're trying to you know make a long playoff run and it goes to show that the I know this has nothing to do with anything like that you want to face teams at their best because that's how you win championships but this whole thing with the whole Houston Astros starters now all injured going into this ALC, ALCS is just kind of like Man, I kind of wish, you know, (laughs) we had this kind of... You don't want to wish anything on anybody. So that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that, you know, Boston's got a a lot more easier chance to go to the World Series now with, you know, having these... uh, Both one of their top starters um, out for the ALCS. Well, I don't know if Garcia's going to be out, but I uh, know that... uh, What was that number one guy?
0: McCullers or whatever. Yeah, McCullers. McCullers, he's,
2: he's, He's out for the rest of the ALCS, so... Um, yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely for sure disappointing because I had him going to the ALCS. Um, and th- once again, it was an early exit. It was, you know, 2008 or 2000 again, or it just wasn't, you know, as advertised as I thought it was going to be, especially that we bolstered up that bullpen. Um, everybody was coming back healthy. Uh, it just, we, we definitely need a second baseman, a right fielder and probably an ace uh to really go farther if you if you want to compete again in the playoffs and, and, and go farther, not just an early exit to the ALDS. So, um, yeah, it was definitely disappointing for sure.
1: There's a bunch of things we could nitpick and break down. Jason, I know, I mean, Tony, game two was not great, but everybody clamoring for Kopech. Kopech really didn't have a good uh, – I mean, Kopech got beat up against the Astros, so we don't know what he would have done game two. He got kind of. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, we we all saw that the Astros are kind of like the, obviously the best
1: fastball hitting team. So that's what I wanted to bring up is them being such a good fastball hitting team. Lance Lynn was always going to struggle. We've seen it in the regular season. We've seen it in the history of his career against the Astros. They just beat up on fastball hitters. And what I got written down is I actually heard it on the score And Johnny, we were at the game on Sunday and I noticed it. My number one thing is I love Yasmani Grandal. He cannot fucking catch. He cannot be a defensive catcher in the playoffs because what I heard on the score was that they're saying that all of our pitchers weren't throwing their breaking ball because he can't catch breaking ball stuff. He can't catch curveballs and he can't catch sliders. And re- I remember screaming at Kopech in that game, throw the funny stuff, throw just, you know, that 12 to six, throw the Bugs Bunny curve, throw something. And none of our pitchers were doing it. And I heard, and obviously this is conjecture, it's on the radio, but it seemed like they were backing it up that Yasmani Grandel is just not a good catcher. And I love him for his bat. He needs to be a DH. But if we want to go far in the playoffs, we talked about it all season long. Our defense had to be better. And we got exposed. We got exposed in right field, and especially in catcher, they were stealing bases at will on us. Like it was just not even close. At some points, we weren't even throwing. And first game of the or first game of the series, right off the start, pass ball, stolen base, Houston up one nothing. Like if we're gonna win the play, if we're gonna be serious contenders, we just can't have that shit.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think you the Sox need to. Have- Figure out an upgrade, and I want to talk about in the next podcast um, potential Sox offseason moves. But yeah, besides besides framing um, that Grandal can do, that's that's pretty much. I and okay, maybe he calls a good game, but yeah, if he can't catch breaking balls, then he can't be behind. Especially when you have Kopech, who's like you said, got the, fu- got the funny stuff, you know, you need to, you need to be able to catch that stuff. Yeah. You, you can make some blocks and everything, you know, if, if you know how to what you're expecting, but. If you can't risk that in the, in the playoffs, you can't re- take any of those chances. I. And it's
1: not just on. it wasn't just on grandall It was, I mean, it no. was across the board, you know, you, you talked about Lurie missing that ball game too in the outfield. It's the little things that are going to kill you yeah. against a team like Houston.
0: that Ingle should have never been taken out of that game because Ingle makes that catch 10 times out of 10. Um and for for whatever reason, you know, LaRussa still wanted Garcia in there. I think he should have. If you're, you're gonna play Garcia, you play him at second base where he's less of a liability defensively. And I realize that you put him in there for because he was hot at the end of the season. Um but I don't I don't want him sniffing the lineup next year i think they need to part ways with him get another you know utility utility man no i don't i don't, want don't him, par- Peter. I, No, but
1: but you don't part he's, ways he's with like because he was a valuable asset he's gonna be yeah. he's gonna be here I, I understand he shouldn't be starting he shouldn't be playing as much as he does i agree with you that point but he's a valuable asset of this team you can't deny it that well, game that game three like he's a big reason why they won that game no, I and hundred percent. I mean, I'm not gonna take away the
0: the the three run homer from him. Um, that's gonna go down in in so White Sox lore. But I, again, that that one game didn't cut it because they needed to be better in all, every game and they weren't. And I think that Han has to kind of Larusa proof this lineup going through next season that where you don't have the you know Lori Garcia's and the Jake Lambs and going back further like the Nikki DeMonicos and everything like those kind of guys. Like you need to you need to have better players on your on your bench because yes we didn't have Eloy and Lou Bob and Grandal and you know T A missed time at the end of the season and yeah injuries injuries sucked and even in in the rotation too we had we had some injuries um but it need he he. Larosa, I think, can probably be his own worst enemy, and I think that kind of Han needs to take away the keys a little bit and say, "Hey, this is what you're going to be driving instead." Um, and like I said, we can talk about off-season moves, but or next podcast. But I think that this this season was a complete utter failure, and you can say that they they won a division. Fine, you want a you want a shitty fucking division because let's be honest, if the Sox were in the AL East or the No or the a- AL West they're not making the playoffs this year because they're, they, they're not going to, the wild card was coming out of the East every time. And they weren't obviously going to catch the Astros if they were in the West. So Sox got lucky that they played in the AL central this year. It had no, literally no competition. And now you have the tigers coming up, sneaking behind you probably for the next couple of years. This was, this was a complete bust of a season. We, we fucking won games because we beat up on the, on the shit division. We fired Ricky Renteria because he couldn't fucking make moves in the postseason and he couldn't fucking manage. And yet La Russa's obviously, according to Boob Nightingale, is coming back next season and potentially signed a three-year deal. So we're basically in the big fucking circle jerk for the next couple of years because, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf still wants fucking Tony Russo managing the helm and... Rick Hahn can't do anything in the fucking moves that he wants to make. So let's just, because the owner doesn't want to win championships, because he wants to be in perpetual second place for all fucking his rest of his life, because he doesn't want to pay money for superstars or whatever. It's going to be one big fucking circle jerk for the next couple of years. And I hate saying that, but show me where this team could take that next step without having an owner that will fucking spend money. And number two, a manager who's not going to get out managed or fall asleep
1: at the wheel. And well, else. I mean, your, your, um your argument that if they were in the other division, I mean, that's just not an argument because we're in the AL central and I know that, I mean, but like I'm saying that they every were. but we see that, but we see that in every sport, you know, like we, you play your schedule and yes, I feel like they it's their division to win against Lex year. I know that, the Tigers are coming up and they're up and comers and their second half was better, but they're realistically, they're still a year or two away. Um, So we should be in the playoffs next year. I do agree with you that today, this year was for, for all intents and purposes, a failure, because like you said, it was the same. It's like, look, mirror images of last postseason. Exactly. Um, same. Like we got out in the same round. We didn't like, progress. And no, it, it was, it was I don't think card. this year, I, no, but I, what I will say is, like, this year we didn't lose in the postseason because of Tony La Russa. Last year I could blame Ricky Renneria, like, realistically. Like, they lost that series because of Ricky Renneria. Um This year they didn't lose because of Tony La Russa. They lost because they were just flat out outplayed top to bottom. Besides that game three, I mean, what was the final score? It was Like, it, like, it just wasn't close. It wasn't a close right. series as much as we would like to think, like, or oh, maybe if you ch- make a move or th- something different game too but they just they got they got whooped basically so yeah it sucks but i still think they're we're in good shape i think and we'll talk about it on i guess on the next podcast i think realistically they're a pitcher and a position player away from really doing I, something
0: and i agree and now i'll break down what i think my off season what my off season priority wish list is um but if if the Sox are realistically going to not be stuck in this endless mind fuck of first round knockouts in the future they need to start spending money and we have the guys we have they have some experience let's hope that everyone stays healthy next season they've gained experience now we have some pitchers that you know we can maybe count on for 200 innings again next season. But when we go over this offseason wish list, it, it, they need, they need to just round the edges. They have a very, very good foundation. And now they just need the finishing touches. That's, and that's it. And it's all going to be up to Jerry and how much he wants to actually invest in this. Because right now we have our window where we have a lot of team friendly, friendly contracts. And, if you don't win by by twenty four, when all these guys are going to be up for renewals and going to get monster
1: deals, I don't know. I don't know what it's it's going to be fucked. I will say, I, and I, I agree with you. It's all going to be up to Jerry and what he wants to do um, with his salary and stuff like that. But I mean, I think all three of us are pretty much big time Rick Hahn fans. And this season, it was up to Rick Hahn. And he struck out with the Cesar Hernandez thing, you know, in at the time it was the right move. I I liked it. They were going for it. We thought this was the move that that'll get them over the top, but it was a bust. Like he just, he was a bust with the White Sox and in a bizarro world, if that was the move or if, if Cesar Hernandez was the player we thought he was, we might not be in this, you know, we might still be in it. Because like we said, we're a player or two away and that was a big swing and miss. So, I I mean, I know it is up to Jerry, but it was, it's also up to Rick Hahn.
2: Yeah. I mean, Jason, you're, you're absolutely right. If you're going to, if you're going to go on and you're going to, you're going to win a championship, you got to spend that money. It can't be like a, well, let's see if, you know, Cesar Hernandez, you know, he wanted to go glove, you know, he, you know, hit, you know, bomb. Let's see if it's a risk that we could try to get him for like a, that type of player you know what i'm saying like go after like a marcus saman you know go after somebody who's gonna get you over the next step yep because the guys you have right now they're the core players you gotta get players that are, are gonna be complimentary to it kind of like when the hawks when the hawks had you know they had Taze, they had keith they had you know everybody that you know it was the core players they got a hosa to get them over to the next level that's what the Sox need. You need somebody else to take it to the next level. We need our host, Whether it's, whether if it's an ace, a uh, number one, start number one, starter, uh, no disrespect to Gio. I, I think Gio had a very good playoff, um, series. He's, he wasn't the 2020 guy that, you know, he, he was, but you know, he was still very effective. Um, Lynn, you know, he didn't show up. I mean, he, he, you know, it's like the analytics you know he he's a fastball guy uh type of pitcher and that's what the astros are you need somebody in number one you need a max scherzer type of guy you need somebody who's gonna take make sure that when you go out there obviously i you know you could say the argument well you know the yankees got Cole and he got beat you know as well too so you can have that same argument as well too but you have a better chance with a, a true number one guy versus just kind of like a you know, kind of a second or third, you know, so, uh, you know, Cease is going to be better, man. He He's, he's been progressing. And that's what I love about Cease. So he's going to get, he's going to get there. He just definitely. has to learn to locate and not walk guys. That's his only one problem, but you definitely need to spend. And that's the one thing that I think we've been bark. not think we've been barking uh, for, um, for, for Jerry to do. And, you know, I know he tried with the whole, you know, Machado and, and and Harper thing because he he was it just he you know he didn't spend a lot or, or Wheeler as well too he did outspend the Phillies but he wanted to stay with the Phillies so um, but you have to spend you have to get those top guys to take you to the next
1: level. I'll leave it up to you guys. Do we want to get into the Carlos Redon thing today or w- save it for next?
0: No, I'll save it for, save it for next because I want to talk about all the off moves next season. I, I just want I just wanted to rant about how. This team just fucking face face planted, and Larusa just went sleepy Carlos. time Bobos.
1: I've got some Carlos yeah. Rodon talks, and we'll save it yeah. for the next.
0: No, episode. we'll save it for, save it for next podcast because we have to talk about the third leg, the tripod of the bad this week, and that was the Blackhawks season started, and holy fuck, it looks like it's over already, folks. Like, thanks for coming over. out. Thanks for coming out, Chicago. I mean, we we sat here a week ago and said, well, at least the defense is going to look a little better this week. And holy fuck, they can't stop a goal or get the puck out of their zone to save their fucking soul. Like Mark Andrew Flory, what the fuck? Is this guy just trying to play his way into retirement and just like, yeah, I'm going to come to Chicago, but I'm not going to stop anything. So ship me off to someone else and maybe I'll stop or start saving some goals. Um, but this has been a f- – and we can't even – and I, I said this on Twitter and someone pointed out to me, we can't even tank because we don't have a first round pick next year.
1: <laughs> Cancel the parade.
0: <laughs> so f- this is going to be a,
1: a fucking, we're going to be in hockey hell for next couple years. Now it looks like we don't, I, I mean, honestly, we were hoping for the best and obviously it didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to be, especially in the beginning of the season. It's the same thing we complain about with the bears is the Blackhawks. It's Stan Bowman. And it's Jeremy Colliton. Both of those guys need to be fired into the sun. I, I, and tweeted, I don't I, know what it is. Uh,
0: I'm sorry to interrupt. I tweeted this out. He needs to get the Dennis Savar treatment. Seven games, it kick his ass to the curb.
1: They deserve it. Both Jeremy Colliton and Stan Bowman have outweighed their welcome. Or like they they need to be both be out. And I don't know what it is about the. Blackhawks ownership, I know they have fond, like, feelings for Stan Bowman, but he just isn't what they think that he is. And he needs to be fired into the sun. Jeremy and follow with him. Because it sucks, man. It sucks. I was so excited to see Jonathan Taves back on the ice. We were all excited. We got our captain back. And, and another year with Kane. And we have, I'm not saying, like, I wasn't expecting a Stanley Cup championship but I thought maybe if things fall into place, we could get competitive hockey back in Chicago. And that's far from the case right now. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, they, it needs, like I said, he needs to go, you know, he took over this team and obviously we can't really say that, um, the salary cap is his fault because it all depends on economics and all that. So, you know, when, when they're getting the salary cap gets lowered, it's not really his fault, but you know, when you had good next generation pieces after the dynasty and you had your Tara and you had your Panerans and you get rid of them and you bring guys back like Shaw, because I don't know if you're trying to go nostalgia or, or what's going on here, but he just made a ton of bad moves over the past three, four years and we're paying for it now. And Kane and Taves are, are older and, they're nearing the end of their, their big contracts. And we had to give a, you know, trade away Keith and Seabrook. And, you know, we have still don't have any true goalie since then we, we got the Jones brothers, but I mean, from what people said, like they're kind of past their, their peaks, their primes and everything where they got these big deals and they haven't lived up, lived up to them since um, he's just, he's just making bad move after bad move and he's, I don't know how you justify keeping this guy around. Like you said, Peter, he needed to be fired in the sun three seasons ago, especially more so after getting getting rid of Panarin because he was. Oh, I can't. I, I'm not going to be able to afford him when the time comes. So you're going to trade away potential blue chip for the, for just mediocrity. It's it's just mind numbing and it's and it sucks because Dave Talon put that team together in in within years. Bowman just fucking utterly destroyed it. And it sucks.
1: I'm ready for Bulls.
0: Basketball, baby. Bulls undefeated in the preseason. When was the last time we... 96, 98? Preseason champions. I'll take take that. Preseason
1: champions. When was the the last time Bulls the undefeated in in,
0: in the preseason? Jordan,
1: 98? I'll take it. No, but it does suck, dude. It, we're in freaking middle of October. We're already complaining about the Blackhawks. It's still early in the season. Hopefully, they could turn things around. Um, it's a pretty uninspired start, but hopefully, in a couple of weeks, we'll be talking about a different story from the Hawks.
2: I just want to point out the uh, college basketball season starts next week.
0: As Here we go. Says. There so, we go, Johnny. All right, yep. Johnny. We're ready for your Illini, Illini takes again.
2: Early, 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 early preseason rankings are going to come out tomorrow, and a couple, a couple guys got the eye in the top ten. So,
0: what, what do you just real quick hot take, Johnny? What are you, what are you predicting for them?
2: They're going to be sneaky, man. I'm telling you. That, I mean, I know that they lost IO, but they got a lot of good players that they that that came in. Um, to see the upcoming freshman, uh, players. Uh, they got some transfer guys that that came in, Omar Payne and 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 Plummer as well too. Um, they're going to be exciting again. And, and and Corbello, I'm telling you, this kid is it. it he's going to be phenomenal and and going to be moving up kind of like an IO status. And then you got Kofi, so I I still see them, you know, doing well, going back to the tournament. Hopefully, it's not against Sister Jean again. But <laughs> you know, I. I don't think Loyola is going to make it to the, to the tournament this year, but, um, but yeah, I just see them going a little bit further than they did uh, last year. So I'm, I'm really excited.
0: Yeah. It's definitely exciting to see if they can recap the last year's, you know, hot streak there. Um, maybe take it a little further this time. Cause I think of everyone's brackets got busted after that second round. Was it second round knockout last year?
2: Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. Bracket is, <laughs> it was just gone.
0: Yeah. That sucked. All right, well, let's let's what a bum some people because we had a we have a lot of bums that we gotta cover past couple weeks and we haven't really talked about this pre show but if we cross over we can talk about them but um, I'll start with a what a bum and usually do we do one but you know what we're feeling we're feeling the hate this this episode you know. Yeah, besides the, we get besides the, besides the sky, we got we got emotionally hurt this, this week. So it, we get it's we early, get it's,
2: it's early fuss fe- it's early festivus. That's right. It, so. it,
1: that's a great we got some grievances to let out. So I'm we'll just <laughs> we'll just, just throw some name let's let's spitball it, let's throw some out there. I'm gonna start what a bum
0: John Gruden. I mean yes. obviously that's <laughs> fine. Big time bum of the week. I yeah. mean, yeah. even even after that first email came out and you had people saying well, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He apologized. You had Tony Dungy saying, you know, I take his apology and let's move on from sitting. the guys on um, football night in America. And then the very next day, more, <laughs> more fucking emails dropping, foot and mouth. And yep, he's out like, man, is I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before where. Yeah, he sucks. Quick, quick fall. <laughs> quick, fall. quick, yeah.
1: quick fall from grace. I mean, what the Raiders are three and zero, uh, the beginning of the year, all, it was all roses and sunshine and, and the bears came to town and basically ruined, <laughs> ruined, ruined everybody, <laughs> including John Gruden. But yeah, man, that guy sucks. I mean, there's not much to say. You can't be saying that shit. And if you yeah. are saying that shit, fuck you too. But realistically, what are you doing? Sending emails like that? Like, what don't you know, emails don't, don't die. Like it's just, it's bad news. It, it's, such, it's such a like a boomer thing like, ah yeah, I'll send some emails to my friends and oh, you're fired. I mean, it,
0: nowadays people got to learn if you're going to say some fucking, you know, ignorant, racist shit, say it to like your close friends in personal space, not older over like text message or emails or phone call because everything's fucking monitor and recorded, is going to come back and the receipts are going to come back to fucking bite you. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying do it, don't, but you think at this age,
1: people would learn
0: not to fucking leave a digital trail.
1: Yeah, that, well, not only that, that being said, I saw it online, especially when the first ball dropped before the second ball dropped saying like, oh, cancer culture is at it again. And like this and that. And I agree with you that the world has become a little insensitive, or I mean, a little too sensitive. And like, you know, a lot of the times cancel culture is, is a problem more than it's a benefit. This wasn't cancel culture. No. This was an idiot being an idiot. No, he, he, got, he did it himself. <laughs> and he got what he
0: deserved. Yes. So John Gruden, first what a bum. All right, someone give, it a,
1: give us another what a bum here. My first what a bum. I got, I got a couple. My first one, and I, I kind of got them in chronological order because we haven't been around for a while. The flu. You know why? Because it gave us that pedo scare. <laughs> I, dude, when, we heard, when I heard H- Jose Abreu wasn't flying with the team, I thought the worst. I was like, oh, COVID. And then, like, it really fucking scared me. And, and in the long run, it really didn't matter. He played good. Like, he played awesome. I, who knows what um, what would have happened if he would have played first base instead of DH the first game. But realistically, he batted awesome. He was fine. and what He wasn't the reason they lost. But the flu gave us that scare. There was a good, what, maybe six, seven hours where everyone was on Twitter refreshing, saying, like, why didn't he fly with the team? What's going on? Did he test positive? So my first bum is the flu. All right. Anyone, Johnny, you got a bum?
2: Yeah, it's uh white Sox Dave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Mean, just That's you right. Know, you, John, you... John Cusick might have to become an honorary. What a bum. I mean, it, you, you got to make
2: sure you back up your, your stuff when you, if you're going to go up against somebody and just, you know, hey man, you can't do this and do that. And John Cusick just pretty much said, "I can't do what." <laughs> I I mean, I've I've been a I've been a fan since since the '80s. And he was he was naming off almost a lot of these White sex players. And granted, it might be just some so, something where he just knows a lot of the players and all that. Uh, you know, I, I I get that. I mean, you know, I could say, "Oh yeah, I used to love watching John Paxson when I was with the Bulls or something." You know, what I'm saying it's kind of yeah. like similar to that. But um, the way the <laughs> The way he came up to John Cusack and just the the presentation optics, of how, how, yes, yeah, the of optics how it, of it happened. That's the thing. I, yes. I you know, you gotta back your stuff. up. You gotta make sure, John. You, 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 you argument,
0: can't. You can't be here, John. Excuse yeah, yeah, John. yeah, yeah. You, you can't trickle- be here. Be,
2: be more prepared. You know, it's one thing. That you damn- can yeah, it's one thing you can't chew gum and talk at the same time, but your presentation is just yes. like another thing as well, too. So, yeah, you're my what a bum for just your presentation going up against John Cusack.
1: That's a good bum, Johnny. I will say I, I agree with you 100%. White Sox, day has to be better because he did. He got bodied in that whole situation. But uh, the one thing I will side with them is John Cusack is a fraud and we all know it. Like, he's talked about it, like, the way he said, like, oh, I wore the uniform in a movie so he could be a White Sox fan. And, like, you don't see Chris Evans out there being like, I'm actually fucking Captain America (laughs) because I fucking wore the, you know, like, what the fuck does that matter? Like, oh, you played, you played a White Sox in one movie and now you can be a fan of it because he is a Cubs fan. We all know it. He's a Cubs fan first and foremost. And I understand you could be a fan of whatever you want. But. We all suffered through the bullshit of this team. You don't see John Cusack on a Thursday afternoon game in the middle of 2017 when the Cup, or where the White Sox are losing 100 games and stuff like that. But that's the thing that I side with White Sox David on. That being said, I agree with you. They're both bums. In my book, they're both bums. Yeah, no, I agree.
2: He, yeah, I mean, he, he probably does know a lot of the White Sox history. He, he probably is not watching the White Sox in 2016 17 18 19 20 yada 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 he's just watching whenever they're good they're whenever they're you know they're up and coming in the playoffs or whatnot so i do agree as well too it's just the fact that you know i you know you match as well too just the presentation that you when you're going up against somebody that you better make sure that you back yourself up and you know not get your yeah. ass kicked when you know he just came back and I'm like and nothing else to say you know uh-
1: And the um, one last thing before we close out about White Sox Dave, because I tweeted at him and and we kind of got his response. He's our idiot. So we can make fun of White Sox Dave because he's White Sox Dave. Once the like national media gets a hold of it and stuff like that, I'm on White Sox Dave's side. But like for this part, yes, be better prepared. Do better.
0: Do better. Um, Another bum for me, Bruce Arians. Um, He he fucked my bet on Thursday night. I had my parlay of the over and the cover for and the points for the Bucks and Bucks get down the, the five yard line and he decides to kneel it. And you wanna be a good sportsman f- fuck off. It's twenty twenty one. Wanna be a good dad? Fuck you. Go home and play with your kids. Quote Glengarry Glenn Ross. Uh but yeah, I mean you can't be having that that sportsman shit. You gotta fucking you score and if they don't and if you know like you're going to get stopped. You're going to get stopped. You're going to score. You're going to score. I wanted my fucking bet to hit. And Bruce Arians cost me by just trying to be a nice guy. So fuck Bruce Arians for another you know, what a bum of mine.
1: It's fair. Very fair.
0: And then uh, I guess my final what a bum is going to be just, the again, we've talked about it numerous times throughout the season. White Sox PR. Fucking cancel the game if you think there's going to be rain all day. Don't wait till I get my ass down to the city take a day off of work and then cancel the game two hours before fucking first pitch.
1: That would I'll, I'll tie in my other, what about the weather? I mean, fuck the weather, right?
0: Yeah. Cause we mean, all, how many times have, how many times have we seen this through like a home opener or whatever it is that they wait until the very last minute to postpone the game and, Luckily, I wasn't in the parking lot yet, but I'm sure there at that point there was many, many people in the parking lot, and they were told, "Up, to, all right, get the fuck out. Game's called." Uh, yeah. But you are know, like because of that, we had people who took off of work who couldn't take off now, and it sucked. And I think I don't know what it is about the Sox PR that they can't make a fucking decision about games, if it's MLB or if it's the networks or what, whatever it is, but. If they knew that it was going to rain for eight hours straight, they had to call that game at nine in the morning before people started packing up and heading towards the city and everything. And I could have not burned a personal day
1: for that shit. So fuck you, White Sox PR. I agree with you on that. I'll tie in your bum with my next bum because we're still going chronological order. It's MLB Baseball, Rob Manfred, TBS, ESPN. I don't know who schedules these afternoon Playoff games. I complained Bullshit. about it before on the previous podcast saying I just don't want the White Sox to get fucked with these afternoon games. And we got fucked with the afternoon games. I hate them. I hate everything about them. I don't want there's kids that are White Sox fans that are still in school when these goddamn games start. Like that just makes no sense, man. People are at work. I hate these afternoon playoff games. Fire those games into the sun as well. Yes. So uh, my last one, or and I got I got three more. So I, right, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll keep quick. going. Next one. People that didn't wear black to the blackout. What the fuck oh, are you doing? Yeah. You saw I people hate. behind home plate
0: wearing white to the dude. To the game. It
1: got me so mad. Our buddy, we were at the game on Sunday. Thank thank you, Jason. I can't imagine the FOMO you had because I had the FOMO on on Tuesday when you guys were at the game. That blackout game, that Sunday night game was awesome. It's one of the best experience I had there. And it wasn't just like, you know, like I could understand an old person that's not on the internet and didn't know anything, but there are people our age with white socks gear. I saw this one asshole. He was in a baby blue white socks hat and a baby blue white socks t-shirt that had to have been on purpose. What the fuck are you doing? Just wear black like everyone else. You can, you can easily buy a white. If if you don't have a Jersey, a black Jersey, you can easily
0: buy a black white socks t-shirt. It's not that hard to do.
1: Or just a black hoodie, black t-shirt. Go to yeah. like even if you don't like have a white sock, something. Just a black t-shirt. That got me mad. Like obviously the older people I don't care about, but people our age or younger that didn't wear black. And like some of these guys were purposely not wearing black, but still wearing like you're wearing your white white socks jersey. No, just put on a fucking Haynes t-shirt and go.
2: Uh, real quick on the blackout games and all that. I don't even know if this ties into somebody that you know. It's gonna rant. I love the uh, towels that they, you know. See these nice towels.
1: Yeah, the rally towels.
2: Yeah, they they gave it out in the, in the first game. Uh, the second game, it was just these normal uh, target towels that they gave. Out <laughs> <to> me, <laughs> you know, and it's just like I didn't know that. You know, and it's just and it's just like you know people. You know, Jason didn't That's go to that. That's such a Jerry
0: they, Reinsdorf thing.
2: Yeah, so Jason didn't go to the game three. So you know these people that are going to game four. Print some more. You guys have the money. If you know, regardless if they were gonna, you know, there there was gonna be a game four or not, just print it so that the people, the people that are going to the playoff game has something, not that you can easily get at Target for uh, two ninety
1: nine. Or <laughs> sh- shout out Jerry Reinsdorf, sending his employees go to every Dollar Tree you can see and buy the black towels.
0: Hey, hey Jerry, uh, we 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 need to get uh, more uh, printed towels for uh, game four. Fuck them. They get target towels for 99 cents <laughs> each.
2: And I will say, I will say the, the White Sox, their promotions and all that, they've been really good this year. Um, I agree. this is probably probably one of the best. I mean, the bobbleheads, um, I mean they've they've the given heads, out t shirts and sweaters and shirts, and they've all been great. Um, but you know, it's the playoffs. Come on, just pony up and, 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 and doing something but and if it's even not the towel just something to commemorate you know going to a playoff game if it's not the towel maybe a shirt or maybe playoffs were here or whatever just something Not something that's just like oh yeah here you here, here goes your rally
1: towel You here's <laughs> something you could wipe the seat with jesus christ jerry you cheap fuck my next one and then this is more something i saw you guys tweet about i really didn't care but i know people got upset about the blackhawks they got rid of the ice crew yeah yeah fucking that what was, what was that shit
0: why are you trying to why are you trying to get people get rid of their jobs in the pandemic here people need the money that no was stupid what what, what what are we are we really trying to be this like pc or politically correct right now where we can't have ice crew girls i don't know what what the fuck the reason. i didn't see any like actual reasoning of why they got rid of them just that they got rid of them but what who is it hurting
1: really that was a trap, Jason. I brought this up just so I could bonk you. Bonk.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's
1: all right. Last one, and this was a personal is. one. I've been stuck. I've been stuck in traffic. This is my last water bum. But I think we could all relate. This is. Uh, I've been stuck in traffic last two days. If I let you in a lane, if you're turning, if we're in Dunkin' Donuts, I let you through. I want a friendly wave. You know, <laughs> I don't care if you got yes. tinted windows. I don't yes. think. I don't care what you do. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers and I let you through or you let me through friendly wave Republican, Democrat, black, white. I don't care what your differences are. If you get let through a lane or if you like I let you through a lane, I want a friendly wave. It happened to me he, like it. three times in a row. My wife was in a car. I'm like, where's the wave? Just one of these wait, Either wait, through the wait, side wait, wait, window on. or through the back.
2: Wait, did you do anything after? Because I do that. If I let somebody in and I, I'm just like, all right, yeah, you know, go ahead. I'm not in a rush right anything like that. And they don't do anything. I bark I get at pissed. them back and I, yeah, yeah yes. I get pissed because that's, that's not right. And when you're, it's driving 101, you do Etiquette. something friendly, it's, you give that old, you give the
1: old sign back. Even it's if it's just, even basic, if it's just like
0: a, a hand up, like just a hand up, like that, oh, yeah.
1: that's all you got to do hand up yes. you can see it through the back window or the side window that's all you have to do it's the bare minimum you have to do as a society if what's, you don't what's... friendly wave your parents didn't treat you they didn't raise you right because that's the bare minimum i'm asking is one hand up what's funny is that's
0: that's actually an old seinfeld bit from the show Seinfeld. So that's like I 25 that. years, 25 years later, it's still relevant.
1: It happened to me. And I was in the car with my kids and my wife. We were we were stuck on 95th street and there's always a line in Dunkin' Donuts. And now there's a Starbucks like down the block. So there's just traffic. I let oh. people through because like, we got nowhere to go. I let people through. Not, not a wave, not a thank you, not a head nod, something. Sometimes people flash their lights or, or a little honk of the horn. Nothing.
2: That probably was also one of the worst Seinfeld episodes either, too. <laughs> um I, I never I'll, I'll, one,
0: I'll one up you, Peter, and I'll say worse than the wave is the person who won't let you in to a turning lane when you're trying to get over holding up traffic. And they just won't fucking just give you a little give you a little entrance. I fucking hate the two. Like, let me in, motherfucker. I'm trying to get over. I'm not trying to. OK, but I'm not trying to okay, cut you or anything. Just let me turn.
1: All right, so timeout, because so, this happens all the time when we go to my cousin's house in Elgin. You know, we're on two ninety four, getting on two ninety, that Rockford exit. You know, we all know it, where it backs up way down the line. Are you one of these assholes that skips the backup and goes straight down and tries to cut in at the last moment? Yes,
0: I am that asshole.
1: Yeah, so they no, you guys fire you into the sun.
0: I, I will, I will, hundred percent own that badge to the day I die. I am that. I have zero patience. I have road rage like a motherfucker, so I am that asshole who, and I I do it all the time when I lived in Bridgeview, going south on 284, getting off on 95th Street exit. If anyone ever tried to get off on 95th Street during rush hour traffic, that thing backs up a mile, and I would just go whoop, right, just find me like a semi-truck in that lane or someone like that and just scoot right in. Um, I was more talking about when you're actually like, trying to make a turn so
1: yeah see. that makes sense like when there's actually room and yeah
0: like no one uh, hurry, but yes like, I, I will of- i will wear that badge of honor to the day i die i am that asshole who cuts in traffic at the for an exit
1: ramp with well, this is this turned into a good conversation we might have to have like a power rankings of like driving etiquette or driving some yeah, sort of I, driving power rankings because johnny you've been I, I mean you commuted like two hours back and forth when we lived together and stuff like that. So I know you that's got some brutal. horror stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll just wipe tell a your, one. I was, wipe the snow off your goddamn car with you motherfucking savages. That's another. Um, one.
0: That's also that's also asshole me. You don't,
1: don't wipe the to, snow I, off your car? I I, I don't you're, got to, dude. I'm already worse. I'm
0: already I'm already twenty minutes late. I gotta I don't have time to be. I'll let the wind I'll let the wind do its job and brush the snow off the car. <laughs> I do my window all I all do right, my so, front window and that's about it. That I let the rear defroster right, so do the rest of the work.
1: Bum of the week. <laughs> Jason. And his Acura. That's right. i i we can like I said if you want to talk about those all next
0: next podcast, we can I can tell you all the all the ways I'm an asshole driver and I have zero fucks to give about it. The worst. <laughs> all right. Well, we bummed enough people. We ranted a lot. Thank you for the sky for giving us that one sliver of goodwill that we had today. Shout out oh, uh, to Sky. Hashtag yes, SkyTown. Hashtag, sky Town. Hashtag sky Town. Um, SkyTown. Also, I want to hold up one second here. I'm pulling it up. Um, I want to say um, big uh, fuck you to Cousin Javi, who's currently slightly beating me in fantasy football. I hope Josh Allen um, gets COVID or something tomorrow where he can't play so I can beat you. No. Um, that's about it. I don't want Javi to beat me.
1: That's all I got. Um, have you guys seen my team? I'm kind of a wagon in our league. Mm.
0: Interesting. You are you good. are in first place with your. I'm a, with your motherfucking...
2: I'm I'm kind of losing in our league.
1: <laughs> yeah, Johnny. You. I mean, but you have won the league, right? Never. Won?
2: I never won the league. I I came I came close. That's why twice, I've been trying and, so hard this in the year. Finals. It's
1: uh Julie being by 16. a one time. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. you Year 16 in this league, I've never won it. So I'm I'm desperately I'm desperately gunning for a title. John, well, Jason, we've uh, talked about it. Your your titles don't count. They were yeah, like yeah, the yeah, Bears yeah, championships yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, no, nobody wants to hear about our fantasy. No, games. I'm Let's I'm up I'm up six,
0: I'm up 16 points on on cousin Javi right now. He's got Josh Allen. I got the Bills defense. So it's going to be an interesting um, Monday night football game to say the least. But um, that bets. being said, um, Bum bets. bum bets bum bets is on fire make sure you follow us for our bum bets because we went on sunday we went seven to nine me and seven peter and two went seven and two sorry seven four nine um seven and two overall peter me went three for three i actually only picked one incorrect game if i was in confidence i would only i would be only one wrong today damn carolina panthers fuck you um but other than that though you guys gotta be riding with the bums because we've been on this hot streak lately and four we got weeks some- in a row Four, Four weeks winning in weeks in a row. And if you followed us on on Monday, you know that Monday night or the last uh, last yeah, what was it? Uh, yeah, last Monday night, I hit the double parlays on the Ravens game. So yeah. you definitely gotta be following us. Um, and thanks we for should, everyone. We should
2: start a we should start a one eight hundred hotline.
0: Yeah, yes. like the fucking WWE superstar hotline.
2: Yeah. Kids, call your ask your parents permission. Permission,
0: yeah, ninety ninety nine a minute. All right, guys.
1: Good talking to you. It's been a, I missed it's been a everybody. While. I missed our yeah. listeners. We got a couple. We got we got a couple. I got a couple messages saying, when are we going to be back? So we're back, baby.
0: We're back. Dropping them. Dropping hot Tuesday morning. And the Bears lost Monday. So uh, I'll leave the I'll leave you guys with this. Hashtag fire. Nagy, hashtag fire Bowman.
1: Hashtag Skytown. Hashtag Champions. Sky. Let's go, baby. Good night, Javi. Bye, Javi.